That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. It is time for Life's a Drag with your favorite people, Jason Galvin and myself. What up, Jason Galvin? What up, J-Lo? What's going on, buddy? Listen, everybody and their brother has a podcast going on. We, yeah. And, and, uh, I, I believe WFO Joe Costello is finishing up his podcast today. I know, right? He was with uh, Clay Milliken and WFO uh, Joe tried to cut into like our time slot there. Did you see that? I saw. Like, that. Normally we go at five thirty Eastern. There's Joe Costello. Like, oh, I got I got important people like Clay Milliken and Tim Wilkerson. Yeah, right. I mean, come on, dude. I, I understand they won races this past weekend, but bro, did they win last weekend? I they think did. so. I was yeah. there, I think. They did, man. That was a good weekend. If good I was weekend. paying attention. You know what? Uh, listen. If I was paying attention. Man, that's a low bar, isn't it? It was chasing my... J-Lo. Uh, 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 what? Yes. Huh? <laughs> Sometimes I can't hear. So, and with you know, I'm sitting right there on the starting line. Oh, okay. All right. And, yeah, is that yeah, what it is? And, and, I, and I've got like 9,000 speakers pointed at me. But when you got, you know, 11,000 horsepower in each lane, it's like kind of hard to hear over you know is that how that works yeah man yep so uh yeah i mean do listen it was a great weekend you got to carry the ball which you did a fantastic job proud of you oh thank you i'm trying to find a ball man i did a crappy job there being ready for that toss i was like i have a a ball i don't (laughs) my office is full of sports shit the one thing i don't have nearby is a ball Right, right. It's all right. Um, but you did. You carried the weight of the world on your shoulders, and we did good. Joe Costello was on the starting line, uh, you know, commentating, uh, not just doing the his whole TV thing. The there ball. you go. Carrying the ball. <laughs> but, uh, and Hannah was down there. We all had a great time. Um, we, it was the uh, welcome back to the Too Fast, Too Tasty. Welcome back. We had uh, Pro Stock Bike. We had Fuel. We did. And we had Top Fuel. Dude, and, we had like almost everything. We had Mountain Motor. We had Pro Mod. Yeah, but we're going to stick with the Too Fast, Too Tasty because, uh, Jason, in the never-ending saga, mm-hmm. that is the uh, national anthem at our <laughs> events. You're going to do it. Saturday. Uh, yeah, we're going right in on this. We're going Alrighty. right in. And I and listen, I've, I've gotten mixed emotions. People are like, oh, what's going on? Even our guest is like, wow, you're going you're gonna to do that right now? I'm like, of course we're going to do that right now. So. If you were not at the track on Saturday, if you do not watch NHRA.TV, this is what Jason and I um, were privileged to watch at the start of the Too Fast, Too Tasty. Now, you, we'll leave it up to you in the comments. You can either say <laughs> it was great, we should put it in the win column, or we should put it in the no way, no how column, okay? Now, as I say, tell you this, Jason and I watched this about twenty times in our um, once, hotel room. once or once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Stand up if you uh, you know remove your hats. It's time for the national anthem. Early night. Oh, hold on. Let me start. Okay, here we go. Oh, say can you see by the dawn? But stripes and bright stars through the peril and spine from the rampart to Ewan. 
Joined the show. Look at this. <laughs> Hold on, let's get, let's get this off of here. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you showed it. I am going to sign up and sing one week. Somebody cannot hold her baby. Come on now. <laughs> That's true, mom. I, that, I, halfway th- All right. So let, let's talk America. about this for one second. Yeah. Okay. Scott, thank you, uh, America. So again, I own a talent agency. This is what we do. We we put people up there to do it. This is what you. This is your doing. No, I didn't pick this. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know the way you presented that. And this is what we do. Yeah. So, uh, I uh, as soon as I mean, four words came out of that woman's mouth, and I was like, I got right on the radio, and what did I say, <clears> Jason? <throat> oh yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Which I'm, which I'm I'm in a tower, right? Like Reiner wasn't there last weekend, so I'm in the tower, getting ready. Like, set, here we go. Like, this was All Star Callout, right? It wasn't even Mission oh, that's food. right. It was All Star Callout. All Star Callout. Right. But I'm like, all right, and here we go. The first ever. Like, I'm trying to get ready for it. How are we going to set this up? First pair out. It was like all this drama. It was a rematch from Phoenix and timing issues. Ironically, the drivers fall and. <laughs> Here's Jason Logan. Oh, yes. <laughs> I look over and our boss is just like, oh, no. Because he knows. He knew he knows. this was going to be Because he thing. knew you would you would not let it go no matter no. what. You are the king. Jason I, Logan is the king of not letting go when. Um, well, when I'm right. When, I mean, right, let's when, be I'm honest. Always, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. That was just. The, the I, worst part of it to me is like the part the part where like she clearly knows this is not going well. Right. And she looks down at her baby like <laughs> By the way, I didn't know she had at a least, baby at until least halfway through the song. When she looked down, like that was the when she acknowledged the baby in the carrier, I was like, Ugh. "Oh, this got worse." <laughs> like <laughs> Oh my god, Jason Galvin, this is like and, and I I totally forgot we were doing an anthem for the call out. I was like, oh, right. okay. And then when she got, I was like, oh my God, really? Now, Sunday, the anthem. Sunday was, was killer. Sunday. Oh, was yeah. Great. Sunday was, yeah. Second best anthem of the season, Sunday. Yes. She and came, uh, Charlotte. Yeah. She came from a uh, a singing school, if you oh, will. Okay. Yeah. She had a thing going on there. But, uh, man, what a I way. Was, to... I was checked out for that whole part of pre race on. I'm going to tell you right now, like, just here's my first at public middle, right? I've had a lot of people, and I appreciate those of you maybe watching and reached out, complimented the job we did last weekend. I appreciate it. I know we all appreciate it as a team. Happy to have Alan back in Epping, but like, you know, like 
I walked up from pre-race because I did intros like I normally do and then walked into the booth to set up the, you know, safety safari parade. And I'm going to tell you from the second that I set up the Fox Open after that until the end of round one of eliminations, I'm blank. Yeah. I got, I, I went into like, <laughs> do not screw this up. <laughs> mode <laughs> like like do do not be that guy who ends up on the internet like oh what happened right. one time then now i'm mr race and this like uh, i'm in blank like to the point where i went back and watched round one yesterday so that i could remember like oh listen what, hap- what happened oh that's right steve torrent smoked the tires at the hit like literally zero i, I forgot mike sleeve just crossed the center line until i watched it again i'm not right. blanked for round one of them the rest of the day from that point on i was pretty good um but like from from like from let's take a look at the fox open to uh fire the first pair to 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 to, there's the end of round one of pro stock motorcycle really i've got like nothing it's no mental memory well like it's different because you got i mean okay you, you knew about it for a little bit but you you don't understand i mean you're good at what you do, but now you got to, this is the big day. This is race day. you got to kind of go in and do your thing. And, but like when you, like I used to do driver intros and then right. you, you do them a million times better than I do. But when I have to play music and say, you know, Steve Torrance, uh, your number eight, nine qualifier, it's like, it's not difficult, but it, it, it requires another level of thinking on your right. part. And it's, it's uh, it's just it's great, Courtney. Oh, she, Courtney. Listen, you got to get on, get on time. Oh uh, man, this is classic Courtney Ender's moment here. Ten minutes late. You'll have to go uh, back and uh and watch the beginning of the show, yep. Courtney. Yeah, too bad. But uh, but overall, it was a good time. Um, you know, we, we great had, time. We had national anthem singers. We also had this happening. Uh, right in right in my stage, and we had an extra stage set up. So we can do this. Those guys, those guys, those were guys, fun. they were fun. They were fun. Courtney, not happy. Classic <laughs> Courtney enters moment. <laughs> Shut it, Calvin. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was, we had all kinds of entertainment. It was good to be back in Joliet. Uh, yeah. It was it's just, uh, that track is, listen, I don't know if you saw these people talking on uh, social media about how they don't like the Chicago track. I don't understand how you. The people like who it. were there, they couldn't have met people who were there. No, right? they're like, oh, I will never go back there because you can't see anything. I'm like, how can you not see anything? And they were talking about how the NHRA was dead. Uh, you know, fans are fans aren't going. <laughs> Jason Galvin, they said fans were not going. This is this is what I saw on. on I saw that. Did you did you did you upload the pictures I texted you? Yeah, there's yeah. There's, there's, Jason this here. is out of the this is out of the announce booth. Uh, Q2 on Saturday. So early, the first qualifier, which is normally the one people are like late to the party for, right? This is one o'clock Saturday, heat of the day, like second hottest day of the year in Illinois so far. Packed. 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 And they- I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear from the people, because I heard this a couple of times, you didn't open the other grandstands. First off, let me just explain something to you here. Okay. We opened four sections down there. That on Saturday specifically looked like that too. 
Yeah. And you know what? Do you know what we were not supposed to do? Open, open that side of the grandstands. You know when we decided to open that? I kid you not. Thursday night, I was doing a customer race for Pete and Gerber. Right on rental cars. Cool deal to do, right? Sponsor race. Bring out rental cars. They all get to race each other. Thursday night, doing that. And Brad Gerber, unrelated, who is our VP of sales and marketing, or I, I messed the title Something up. I'm like sorry, that. right? Jeffrey Young, communications, right? Like important decision-making people with the NHRA were out there like, we got to move the jumbotrons. We got to open grandstands over there. And we got to open them all weekend. Like because they Friday, were Saturday, Sunday. Because they were out of tickets to sell for the weekend. And so people like, still wanted to show up and they wanted to buy tickets. And guess what? We packed all of those on Saturday. Like, I don't know what the hell else we're supposed to do. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, I social understand. media social media fans or social media fans, they are what they are, right? It totally makes me laugh. The drag really, racing I'm, is dead tour continues. I can't wait till we get to Epping and there's no seats in the stands on Saturday and somebody finds a way to bitch about something. So. Oh, and you know there's that place fills up where they sit up on top. Of, oh, you don't need – there's a hill I've out there. I've never been. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah there's a hill out uh, by the, uh, the finish line that they just pile in there. Oh, the parking's unbelievable. It's crazy. Epping is, is one of those tracks if you don't get there early – you might See, as well and, just park your car on the side and, of the road and walk. And Minnesota's checking in, and when we get to Brainerd, it'll look like that, too. Dude, we're yeah. in a good place. Sport is in a good place right now. I agree. It makes me excited. I agree. I'm excited. Yes, we have tracks that are shutting down, but the ones we have are 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 filling up. And right. you know what? It makes it more special when we right. show up. Hey, can I say them real quick? Because you said that, and, and part of that comment, I know, comes from a story that came out this week about Topeka. Right. Um, and it started in, in the Topeka... The courier journal whatever the local paper there is bobby bennett competition plus picked it up people need to read entire articles instead of just headlines okay like right. i and this is a general look we could be here for six hours while i go on a social media rant okay like but this is a general problem with social media and and planet earth's sudden uh, in the last decade or so inability to uh utilize reading comprehension which i thought <laughs> we taught in schools but apparently we don't anymore no. And, um, you know, a headline is a headline for a reason. You have to then click and then read. We call it the body of the story. (laughs) And then you might actually understand what's going on. So if you did that and you got to the bottom of the article, you would know that if Topeka goes away, if, and it didn't say it would, there is a legal process playing out that has to play out. But if Topeka goes away... The gentleman who owns Topeka owns a big-ass piece of property on the east side of Kansas City where there's a bitch and dirt track called I-70, and he just sold property to other investors where there is already a drag strip built. And do you know what those investors want to do if Topeka goes away? Build the rest of the drag strip up so we can move the national event there. Right. Everybody take a breath. Like, this is why you got to read the story, okay? Oh, yeah. Because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, I'd hate to lose Topeka. But on like the flip side of it, if you're talking about building a brand new facility, yeah, I I like new facilities too. Call me crazy, I've been to a few of them. They're really nice, you know. But uh, you know, but like you said, it just build it up. They're going to build the uh, the stands. They're going to make them bigger, so we can put more people in there. That's all. Put a tower in, and like like a real one, and like all the stuff. And like, can you imagine rolling in? Like it's 20 minutes outside of downtown Kansas City. So like I, again, there's a lot of things that need to play out. Yes, um, and I didn't go look at. By the way, we gave Joe. You know some crap earlier, but I haven't gone and looked. I know part of why Joe's show was so late today was the uh, the Palm Beach uh, meeting this morning. I didn't go. I've been they, busy with real life. They stuff. lost. They lost they, seven nothing. They voted uh, for the uh, 
for the uh, industrial park. Wild. Yeah, Joe. Joe's yeah. look. Joe looked pretty beat up about it. I believe it. That's insane. Well, Joe and Natalie and that whole team down there put a lot of effort into that. So yeah, that's what it is. But that's look, what it is. Move on. Move so on. now we're moving on to uh, all the fun things we ate this weekend. Oh yes, yes. Jason I got in Galvin. early, so you missed out yeah. on this. Gross. I missed out on this. Jason Galvin Gross. went to this place that I've only seen on TV. And uh, the Chicago Pizza and Oven Grinder Company. I've only seen it on TV. At the recommendation of who? Buddy Hall. Buddy Hall. Yep. Look, look at this thing. Look at what it does. What? Oh. oh. Now, what's inside there? Because I've seen on TV they'll put, like, mushrooms and stuff in there. What did you uh, get I got mine with no – that's one thing to give you the option on. Like, you have no options, really. Like, the options are very limited, right? You want a – they call them pizza pot pies and like you you either get white dough or wheat dough that's the white dough and you either get vegetarian or meat and that's meat and you either get mushrooms or no mushrooms and that is it like you don't so i don't know it's their hodge i mean honestly you know what it was it was like a bolognese almost like it was like a chunky delicious meat sauce inside of a pizza dough covered in cheese and like what it had it had a bowl when it came out i didn't take a picture when it came out um, but it, it had a bowl. Take the picture down so I can show. Please hold. It it literally came out like a like a pot pie, right? So like my hand is the bowl, and it came out like this with the the dough over the top cooking over it. And then they just put a plate out and turned it over and out oozed all of that. And the cheese oh was already God. in it. Like I don't even, I don't know how they did that with the cheese at the bottom of the bowl and it didn't burn the cheese. Like I, I don't know. I got nothing on that one, but it was phenomenal. It looks Phenomenal. absolutely I amazing. ate half of it and yeah, I literally get, I gave it to my buddy who's a Chicago firefighter and can afford the calories that I cannot. I was stuffed after like half of it. And uh, <laughs> I didn't even take a picture of the appetizer bread deal they had. It was, it was great. Highly recommend. It's on the uh, north side, I guess that is-ish. West side. I don't know. It's it's up <laughs> It's from, uh, from the Navy Pier. Like like three blocks right there. Right across oh, you're the street. Trying, yeah. But it was right. It was right across the street from where the St. Valentine's Day massacre happened, which was kind of cool. And that's also led to a ridiculous wormhole on my phone where I have like 97 Wikipedia pages open reading about uh, Midwest mafia, like outside of Chicago, um, which we won't even get into right now. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Continue. So you had that. And then yes. Jason shows us this one. What is that you're eating? Kumas. I, so I told you about this last week. Like I wanted to go to Kumas Corner. Like world famous burgers. This is on like the east side or west. I don't know. It's on the outside of downtown Chicago. I guess there's only one outside, right? There's a north, a south, and an outside, and then a water. <laughs> right. So it's, it's on the outside. Anyway, that's the Metallica burger. Like cool place. Hardcore, like heavy metal playing. All the burgers are like named after famous bands. That's the Metallica burger. It was awesome. Had hot homemade hot sauce, blue cheese on it. Those are fried onions. Again, I ate maybe half of it and literally, I, but this is, I, I realize I'm a big guy, but I'm, I'm trying to remedy that. And right. it turns out that part of that is you eat less. And then when you eat less, you, you, you can't eat more. And, right. and, and, and now I'm disappointed by that because I went to all these great places and couldn't finish my meals, but it's okay. You just want to taste it. You just, you just I know, right? taste of it. Just they were it. awesome. Then another cool thing at the track, uh, was it Saturday that this happened? Is this, uh, is this the Ziz? The Ziz. TJ the Ziz. 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 Jason Galvin picture right here. 
EJ Zizzo made it to the semifinals, which means he's eligible for the Too Fast, Too Tasty. It does. I've not, I don't know if he's going to find a way to get to Epping, but. Uh, Did you notice when I sent that text? I'm like, hmm, what happens if. That was very good. Jason Logan was me. all over that. Sent a group <laughs> text out that got both uh, the broadcast crew on Fox and the announce crew to go, hmm, what happens when somebody doesn't come? In which we point. learned that the, that the quickest winning, the quickest loser of round two. I believe was what the rule was, right? Right. The fastest or quickest ET that did not win in round two, which I have not gone back to look. But while you show everybody TJ Zizzo, I'm going to go look because I'm curious. Go ahead. This is what TJ Zizzo did. He made pancakes. He had a little pancake breakfast going on. That is a happy dude. Dude, he's awesome. I, it, it, the racing, Literally you know, one of my favorite people. He is so great. And it, racing is so much better when we have all these awesome personalities that are out there. And they're happy to be there. And just so excited to be at a racetrack. TJ Zizzo is so happy to be there. He's making pancakes for everybody. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I did not go. You want to laugh at something? Anders. Oh my God, that looks phenomenal. I'm eating grilled chicken right now. Yeah, that was the that was to the pizza. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the pizza. Yeah, you want you want to laugh at something? Do you know who the who the quickest loser of round two was? And somebody in somebody who's not going to show up. Jacob McNeil. Jacob yeah. McNeil, who I I have no idea if he's planning on running Scott Palmer's car in Epping. Uh, Scott Palmer went to the final there a couple of years ago. So our 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 uh our guest says Jacob McNeil, then Leah. Leah is the yes. next in line. And that is right. Le that is correct. It would go to Leah after Jacob McNeil. So. Good job, man. That guy, this guy's yeah. awesome. He's but on Yeah. It. But, uh, dude, again, I, I'm only, I'm over here. And I'm like, why wouldn't TJ Zizzo go? But TJ Zizzo hasn't been in all these races. So, as he ran. Back, yeah. That's what I mean. As he ran, I'm going, uh, okay, he could win like 15 grand or whatever the number is. And uh, does he make the trip all the way to Epping? Who knows? But. We'll figure that out coming up. I'm going to do my research on that while um, while you talk about whatever else you want to talk about before we bring our uh, our guest in. Yep. And then uh, also at the end of every uh, race day, we have our winner circle. And uh, again, because uh, Jason was filling in for Alan Reinhardt, he got to go up there. And uh, we like to uh, seed the crowd, if you will. We like to uh, invite people down and people don't show up unless you give them something. So we usually have t-shirts or something to give away. We had, we were giving away Toyota Gazoo racing t-shirts all season long. And our new person to throw out t-shirts is t-shirt Kevin. Look at him. Kevin! Kevin crushed it. Mark and he's, Kevin. He is a man of the people. Yeah, Look he him. really is. He's an un, un, unsung hero at uh, in the marketing department. This guy works his little tail off. So uh, we're happy. A man of the people our... right there. A man he was, the he was giving them what they want, Jason. Free stuff. He was shaking his money maker. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Currently on the top fuel entry list for Epping, no TJ Zizzo, no oh. Scott Palmer car with either Scott or Jacob driving. However, a lot of time for that to change. Obviously, entries are open for five more days. But just saying, currently so not there. So th that would put Leah in. That would put Leah in, in theory. Well, that's always fun about that stuff. <laughs> right. So, all right, we ready to bring in our guest? Yes. He's sitting back there for 23 minutes. He has. He's like, dude, get me in here. I'm ready to do what I got to do. Dude, we had a lot to talk about in Chicago. We did, and it was fun. And uh, I won't even go into my traveling back home because that's just a whole other level of just grossness. Well, I haven't even but, heard that. Um, no, it's really not horribly bad, but it's just like, come on, really? Um, I just, I can't. Uh, I, traveling's gotten to be terrible now. It's not, not been good. 
nothing no. good this year. But ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him in. I, I, you know what? I don't even know what his title is. And he I'm is sure the um, he is the the official grand poobah of keeping Jason Galvin in the tower. That or timing system specialist. Ah, uh, yes, yes, that or timing system. Yes, That's that it. Or he oversees the timing system. He's right there, and, right. and he knows how to work the private chat. Let's give it up for Austin Hayward. Austin, what up? Hey, what's hey, up, yo. guys? You know, it's episode seven, but I'm already like feel really far down. Like you had Buddy Hall last week. It's like, oh, I'm already like non-existent. <laughs> no, we just needed. Nah. We had. To, we had to wait for some time for you to be relevant, and now you're relevant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is, you don't know that's is a, that a Is that a transistor radio in the background behind you? Uh, that is actually an old Cron Deck timer, what they used to time drag racing before computers existed. Wow, look at that. <laughs> like look this, at this right guy. here. Oh, over here. This uh -oh. over here is no, like we the lost scoreboard. Austin. I got him. He, I can he, see did, him. he did too much. There he is. Go for it. So what's above me... Uh, my name is uh, way up there above my head is like the scoreboard, but there wasn't scoreboards. That's what the announcer had to read the ET off of. Huh. And speed wasn't actually calculated for you. You actually had to look at the ET and then look over at a chart and figure out what about speed that was. Well, okay. look at that. That's way beyond me. <laughs> way, Thank way. God we were in the computer era. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Austin's got a um, Austin's got a cool background because he is um, one of the the younger members of our staff in an official capacity. But he has a, a very important job, obviously, making sure that our timing system's set up. But um, to to get to that point in life, Austin, it's not like uh, it's not like you just woke up one day and was like, "Gee, I like computers and drag racing. Let me see if the NHRA is hiring." Uh, tell everybody about your family's background down there in the great state of texas uh so actually three generations born and raised in san diego california um i moved to texas after high school to go to machining school and wanted to go work on a race car team that's a lot of knowledge that i spent money on and i'm not using uh <laughs> my uh my grandfather was the electronics director for 30 years retired in 99 um for nhra so he basically had what I do now. Um, and my dad and him did it together. Uh, my dad was been building racetracks since he was 14. I had to go picked up from the airport to go help install climbing systems. Um, my dad was in Memphis for three years when they, uh, when they brought him in, they were like half, they had like the walls done and nothing else. And that was like two and a half years into building it. So they brought in, uh, him and a bunch of other outside did you guys put me up on the screen? You're good. Okay. It's like, oh, and we lost everybody. Uh, what? You're you're the star, Austin. We yeah. were putting you up to be the star. Oh. I'm sitting here like, uh-oh. There's a bug. <laughs> um, so anyway. Uh, back to Austin. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of been my family business uh, of drag race timing systems. Um Two years ago, I uh, went to Dallas. There was uh, some drama there, and I ended up being there and helping uh, the Motorplex and NHRA kind of take care of the timing for the weekend and uh, sat down and talked to Jeff Conley at the event if I'd be interested in going on tour and 
doing what I do now. And Houston was going away, so I was looking for a job anyways. And so what do you do? Now? Like you, you show up at the track way before any of us do, obviously, days ahead of time usually. And what do you do when you get to a racetrack to make sure that 300 mile per hour race cars can be accurately judged by 16 thousandths of a second? I mean, in short, I plug stuff in and hope it works. <laughs> you do more than that, Austin. This is what you do. Austin That's true. Charge, That's true. Austin charge of those uh, blocks that they call cones out there. Yes. And whenever one gets run over, you'll see Austin jump in a golf cart and uh, go down there and fix them. And so I, yep, I, I'll replace what. Uh, so trackside has cones, obviously, because I mean we're in the we're in the business of timing, right? <laughs> timing jokes. Amber hates them. My fiance just absolutely hates when I make timing jokes. I made one in, in Chicago, and Mike Rice stopped and looked at me. He's like, "Is that a timing joke?" I said, "Yeah, it's kind of." Like that. <laughs> I'm just impressed that Mike Rice picked up on the fact that it was a timing joke. Mike has known me like my whole life, so. Right. <laughs> um, so Trackside has a bot. They have this little silver box that holds three of them. Well, when they get hit mowed down, uh, normally by a funny car. Uh, in India, it was motorcycles. Um, Harley, Harley and motorcycles. Top fuel Harleys. Yes. Yeah, top fuel yeah. Harleys. <laughs> like 12 blocks and five pairs. It's just, I just sat there with the box the, open, like, okay. The never ending night of block replacement for those who weren't watching. Might have been oh, my, my favorite moment uh, or like night of watching on NHRE.TV because I leave early. And Jason Galvin and Joe Costello were still, I was like, hey, are we going to go eat dinner? What's going on? We're still here. Top Fuel Harley won't stop running over cones. Austin's ready to kill people. And we were like, oh, my God. I, and I started watching, and, I, and every pair just kept every, mowing cones down. It was pair. the funniest thing I've ever seen. And yeah, I, for you. Yeah, you and Costello, though, were funny, though, with it. It was very funny. So – my uh, my buddy Michael Holcomb was up there racing. He was an uh, all star for Division Four and Supercomp. Right. And uh, whatever event him or Clint Castello are at, there ends up being a cheering section about a thousand foot. At Houston, they had an RV spot right at the thousand foot on the TV side, so like they were visibly seen by the camera. Anyway, so I'm down there and I'm replacing blocks, and they're cheering every time I drive by. And it's just every time I drive by, they're cheering. And Michael saw the look on my face, and he. Like one of the trips to the trailer, because I'll bring two with me and I'll replace the two. But before I could even get back one time, they mowed him over again. So I just brought a box. Yeah. So he at one time at one point he comes and he's like, Hey, are, are we are we pissing you off? I said, I'm just not having fun anymore. Like, <laughs> not you guys. I'm just not having fun. I'm ready to go. So at one It's time, not you, it's me. <laughs> but when we were done with Top Fuel Harley, I have like the whole back of my car, and we had we had different carts last year. We had carts that traveled with us the whole back of my cart which was like a tailgate in like a little box is just full of just blocks that have been destroyed uh, from like can reuse them to just pieces so i cruise up the fence line and the fence had a, like a mesh on it so you couldn't see through it if you were standing at the fence and they're all standing on golf carts up over the fence as i roll up i know where he's at based on where like on where the camera stand is as i roll up i stand up and just overhand just wham over the fence and just throw it right at him <laughs> And uh, I get back to the tower, and I guess somebody was watching me, and they said, I hope you know that guy. That was overhand. 
But this is Indy, though, too. By the time we get to Indy, everybody wants to kill everybody. That's and a good Indy point. is just so long. And when That's that happens, point. it's and like Indy with all stars and weather. Yes. And just, I mean, every yeah. day was like 5 a.m. to midnight. Yeah, yeah. It was a long and it was weekend. just that, so long. And we're just and, burnt out from the summer. And we're just like, right. oh my God, if you even think about saying a word to me sometimes, we're gonna we're gonna fight. And it's the best. It's right. so great. Right. So so yeah, I, I replay I, I I take the blocks down when they get hit, and it's probably the the most rewarding part of this whole thing is like you have this block, right? And it was in the middle of a racetrack with race cars going 330 miles an hour past it, and it just got hit, so it's just it's trash. It's, I'm not going to reuse it. Some of them I do, but some of them it's just easier to throw them, throw them over the fence. And when I'm on my way down to go cycle blocks out, I'm looking at I'm looking in the at the fence line for a small child that, that might make their day. Right. And right. so I bring that block back and I, I hand it over to him. And in Pomona, uh, some of the older crowd was very upset that I was giving them to five year olds and not them. Um, and I was just like. I was like, are you kidding me? This guy's upset that I didn't give him this. Like, oh my God. Um, we we live it. We live it. Yeah. Right. I do have rules about it though. If there's two children and I only have one block, I don't stop. I just drive right on by because I know how me and my sister are. And we would have fought over that thing to old holy hell. Right. Um, so that's a very small part of that's the most exciting part of race day normally is oh they hit blocks I got to go replace them and do, you know do you, auto, you know, do you autograph these yeah. before you hand them over you should autograph them yep no but my first set of blocks ever hit was John Force at Pomona last year at the Winter Nationals and I happened to be in front of him I was in my golf cart with a piece of that block just wedged up in the console and I realized he was behind me on the road coming in so I just stopped and pulled this thing out and walked it over to him. Hey, man, this is my first set. Can you sign it? He didn't seem very happy. Probably because there was a big-ass hole in the front of his car. Yeah. Hey, John. I know you just got disqualified and everything, but can you sign this for me? <laughs> so it was the next day. That was solid. It was, that was a solid move. So I have it, and a- Ambria's like, what are we going to do with that? I said, I, I don't know. It's, it doesn't mean anything to anybody but me. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, so that's, that's a, you actually, if you're in the tower and they serpentine the blocks or they don't hit them, like Salinas did really good of not hitting them when he was on the center line, looking at the nine, the, uh, nine thirty four. a lot of times you're like, woohoo, <laughs> like, I don't have to go replace them and we're not spending <laughs> the time to, to you got to clean them up. The reflectors in them explode. Right. I mean, you got to think it's, it's like seat cushion, you know, no, we all, during the track walk, we say, don't touch them. And people always like, well, I, they want to touch it because they want to see what yeah. it is. It's just like seat cushion foam, and then the reflectors. There's with, four with two with two yeah with two reflectors on each side, right? Like right, like they're, bicycle they're, reflectors. Yeah, they're three inch right. plastic, you know, lens plastic backing. Right. But when they get hit, it through. I mean, you ever been tubing? You fall off a tube at sixty miles an hour. The concrete or the the water feels like concrete. Right. So yeah. again, you hit this thing at three hundred, everything explodes. The body, the the reflectors, everything's gone. And, you, and you've seen it in the slow-mo where they hit a, a block and you see just stuff fly out the side of it. Um, so that's when you have Matt come out and they got to make laps. So normally we have the blocks back down and the, the, tra- the timing system's good long before we're ready to go back to racing because we're waiting for the mat to circle and pick up all the uh, the debris um, off the racetrack. I see. Hey, those are... Those are li- those, those for people like don't understand. I realize most of our people like get it right, but like 
they're literally just lasers. Like this is the the amazing thing to me that I've always marveled at with our timing system. Like it's actually not like the most complex high tech thing. Like when you think about what like what Bob Brockmeyer created with CompuLink, that he found a way to take something that in theory is incredibly like complex and also important and like very like really simplified it pretty dramatically. It made it made it easy for people like us to be able to use it for sure. Right. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of coding and everything that goes into it. I mean, you're you're talking about sure. a timer that's timing things down to a ten thousandth or better of a second. Um, so it's like I when people ask me, well, what's it like? It, well, you know, your garage door, you have the two sensors that keep you from being able to close it on your car or your child or something. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, except that you can't have something in the middle of the track. They used to. They used to have these big photo cells and 100 watt landing lights in the middle of the racetrack. That's why when you go to older tracks, there's actually conduit that goes to the center line because they used to have a big flood lamp out there that would shine into the wall. And that's, that's what it was. And all you, all it really is is a switch. All it is, is it's record. It's sitting there and it sees itself off the reflector. And when you put, when you put something in it, it doesn't see itself anymore. And it records that event once the tree is dropped. That's why sometimes like trash at an event that's really windy. That's why we start making it, you know, Jason, you probably made the announcements. Please guys, make sure you're getting your napkins and your trash in the trash can because you'll notice all this trash is flying and it gets over the wall. And if it passes through that beam after the car has left the starting line, it's going to trigger an early stop at whatever incremental it is. And normally it's the finish line (laughs) for whatever unlucky reason. It's normally the finish line. Right. So then you bring up, a rerun or a, a DQ of the of the time, and I mean, top fuel funny car. All these cars, all these things are very expensive to run. Right. So, um, when you have to throw out somebody's time, it's it's just it's heartbreaking. They're upset, and you know, de- like depending on how late in the season it is, it could be worth a championship. Sure. Yeah. Fortunately, that like very very rarely. Like I can think of limited instances where something like that has has necessitated a rerun. But I mean like that that's you're right. That's an important thing. Like that's why you can't just like leave stuff flying around, you know? I mean that, that's why we stop the race when there's debris like out there. Like I've literally had people like I don't understand why we had to like stop and not run the next pair because there's something on the track, but it's way over by the wall. I'm like, I I mean first off besides it's moving. <laughs> right. Like yeah, exactly. Like what? What if what if that thing that's way over by the wall, uh, you know, cost you your race? You know, and that's dude. I watched a video today of a uh, of Austin. I don't know if you were there in Epping, where that uh, umbrella kept flying all over the place, and mm-hmm. this umbrella was just flying through the air, just like oh, there's an umbrella that just finally landed. I mean, it had to be 200 feet up in the air, then finally landed on the track, and Safety Safari went out and got it. It was like, dude, that is a big umbrella. Something <laughs> like, can you imagine a? a a, a, a napkin screwing things up. I mean, this thing could have taken out the entire tree I mean, if it hadn't a, hit a it. bug. A what, bug. Uh, yeah. Spiders. Yeah. Um, that's what you know. Every every morning I go down, I check every sensor, every every hole that the sensor emits through. I, that's why you'll you'll see me with a toilet brush. Like, like why does he on the racetrack? I'm gonna get a plunger just for fun one time and just carry a plunger with me. Of course. You just carry it up on my shoulder and just start walking out. Like, what is going on? <laughs> What is the grossest thing you've ever pulled out of one of the timing holes at a racetrack? Um, I don't really know about gross because like spider webs are pretty much like the 
weirdest thing that you're like, I don't know what this is. So you just kind of run that thing, the toilet bowl brush through the hole. Uh, I had right. a cat in St. Louis. Um, Li- living or dead? Living and very angry. Okay. So okay. in St. Louis, like these bunkers that are around right. them and they have lids, like four by four metal lids on hinges. So, and I have to clean all these things out. And as I lift this lid, there's a cat sitting on the box that all my wires run into. I'm like, oh, so I grabbed the toilet roll brush and I'm like, hey, you have to, I'm holding this lid up and I'm like, hey, you, you got to go. You know, you can't, you know, don't care that you want to live here, but you got to go. And this thing was me just right. clawing at me. So it finally gets, it finally jumps down, goes through the hole onto the racetrack, which luckily we weren't racing. This was Tuesday before the event runs up the wall and I'm watching it and it runs into another hole for another sensor. And I'm like, I'm going to have to deal with this guy again. Yeah. I can't wait. We're going to one of these. We're going to be in like St. Louis and Austin's going to reach his hand in and it's going to be like a bat. I'm smarter than this. I don't stick my hand in. I have the, I have the toilet bowl brush. Okay. <laughs> you never, you, okay. My, I'm just, my arm just does not start going into a hole that I don't know what's on the other side. So it's not, so it's not like when you go uh, uh, bobbing for catfish or whatever they call it. Noodling. No. Is that what they call it? Noodling. Noodling. Hey, also remember remember the great seventies, eighties uh, movie Flash Gordon, where uh, Flash had to go to uh, what's his name's planet and stick his hand in there. You don't. No one saw that movie. You know? Do you realize how old I am? I, I know how gonna... old you are. I'm just trying to see if Galvin. You never saw this. This is one of the best movies. You just My said wife... a movie from the 70s or 80s, and I was born in 87. Flash Gordon was the I know quarterback who yes. for the Flash. Jets. And then he had to, he got in some rocket with some guy. Yes. Being the merciless brings him yes. in, and he's got to fly in with a Hawkman. Oh, it's so good. The they only say, thing. I, the only. Ah! Yes. Do, do you know who sings that song? Yes. Queen. Yes. Come on, man. That's my favorite band. My wife hates, hates that movie. And my kids, I've made my kids love this movie. Just But does your wife like Queen? Oh, yeah. She she loves good. Queen. Okay. So we, can keep, we can keep her around at least one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the one of the videos we watch all the time, or I should say all the time, is the uh, the Queen performance at Live Aid. Come on, one of the greatest performances. Radio Goo Goo. Radio Gaga. Come on, Jason Galvin. Austin's never heard of that song in his life. I know. He's like, what are you idiots talking about? <laughs> right? He's, well, like, Austin, yeah, he's gonna go to work. I know, right? Austin, we're gonna show this <laughs> picture here. Tell everybody what this is. This is what Galvin and all the announcers see in the booth. That thing. And this uh, that, that kind of gives you all the incrementals and stuff. Talk us to So first off, this was a this was an awesome <laughs> run. <laughs> this this literally there's not many runs. Um there's not many runs in a weekend that will stop the tower at a national event. And believe me, if you've never been in the tower, there's a lot of shit going on all the time. Um, this run literally stopped the event last weekend. Go ahead, Austin. Uh, yeah, I mean, Randy Lynn and Bo, husband and wife. And she goes up there and she's just absolutely nasty. And I told her, I was like, that was nasty. And then the next morning, we, we don't want to talk about what happened the next morning. She was not as nasty and uh, did not run much. <laughs> she was short um, on she, espresso. She told me she was messing with the delay box and was like, was adding 10 and taking 10 out. And then finally just said, nope, leave it at there. And she was 001. So um, this is the announcer screen. This is what uh, Galvin and Joe and Alan and whoever else is in the booth uh, see. Um, obviously left and right lane, uh, the blue area is racer information. Um, 
the red area is kind of where the racer gets to put in what they want. Uh, sponsors, um, achievements. Funny, funny comments to the announce crew. Funny comments to the announcers. Um, yes. And actually, you can see, like, about just below reaction time, which, which is the RT, and it's saying all in green, just below that in the blue, you know, it says Bose race team manager and used car salesman. Um, that is occupation, <laughs> and some of those get so bad that we can't read them. <laughs> but that's uh, the fun part. Yeah. I like I like the, the, the fact that the drivers Correct. just do that to bother people. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, and, and all, like, you'll know, you'll, if you listen intently to the announcers, like, especially at a divisional, you'll know when they're reading this because they're going left left to right car name or driver name and then they're kind of going through it and they where they're from and and then you just kind of hear them pause and chuckle and then not say what they do <laughs> yes because there is yes. some that's like nope not doing Dude, that one. there are some and that they, are bad <laughs> um and then like jason you and i've talked like galvin you and i've talked about people that understand how many characters are in the red box Yes. Because you get them when they're just like, they just run on forever and right. you have no idea what they're saying. Um, Actually, so anyway, I, Logan, uh, hold on, Logan. If I send you a picture, can you get it up? Uh, uh, yeah. Send it to okay. Me. Go ahead, Austin. Oh, that's a really weird choice of words there. Uh, um, it was not. It was not my best. And I realized that when I said it. Yes. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope Jason gives you his best. At all times. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, why they don't let me speak on a microphone. <laughs> Uh, so announcer screen, and then obviously they're in the middle, um, dial in, and then reaction time 60 all the way down to the uh, end. And then what above between a thousand and mile an hour, it would normally say ET, but after the run is over, it says win with an arrow. So, uh, Randy Lynn, uh, beat Bo, so it would have said win with an arrow, but it blinks and flashes. So, this picture is between the flashes because our phones are so awesome and they take pictures as soon as we want them to. Um, but it's a pretty rapid flash. Uh, bottom bottom of the screen on each racer side is their qualifying position. So super comp, we qualify them off first round uh, based off reaction time. So that's what number 10 qualifier was a 54 light. And then because Bo was red first round, uh, he's number 24. So obviously the red light puts you at the bottom of the sheet. Um, if you have a class like Top Fuel or Funny Car that is uh, performance-based, the, the triple zeros below that will show them in succession of slowest to fastest and how they improved uh through qualifying correct it'll also show uh uh in and across the top here for those of you interested at home like how sometimes we can quickly draw on things like significant historical moments um like national records and across the top where it says 890 890 because obviously super comp is an index class uh underneath the driver's names in the categories like when we run Top Fuel or Funny Car, it will put the national speed and ET records up there. And same thing in class racing, right, Austin? It puts, you know, your A stock automatic. It puts the class index, but also the record up there. Correct. And then uh, Reg or REG7 uh, is the division that they are signed up with and collecting points in for uh, d division wise. Right. Yeah, we get a lot of, uh, a lot of information uh, on these screens. Um, and the, the margin of victory at the bottom, we see it to the thousandth, but our system goes to what Austin, how, how many, the, it goes out the, five places, five, uh, I think it goes out seven. 
I think it's yeah, I think it's seven. It's a lot. Okay, so I sent you this, Logan, because this is a I this is, well, <laughs> first off, Jalen. First off, JLo's there you go. JLo's never seen this. Um, Austin brought up uh character limits and how it matters. And I'll, I'll never forget this was from uh Bowling Green last year. Actually, uh, this is at Indy, I think. Um, it is at Indy because I can tell just by looking at the track out the window. But uh, I had this in Bowling Green too. And Kelly Arden, who ran the computer last weekend in Chicago, runs the computer at a lot of our Division Three races, um, sent it to me. Um, when I made my first time run at Indy last year in super comp, because she was so impressed with my ability to utilize the character limits on the lines, which as Austin just pointed out, a lot of our racers seem to struggle with for whatever reason. This is one that like you couldn't announce what your occupation is. Reinhardt's seat warmer. A Reinhardt I mean, could not, say that. It's not as bad as it could be, but I what? mean, it's, 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 All right, it's, so read, it's factual. Read it, Jason. Down. So, so people, uh, the people that are going to listen to this, not watch it, read oh, it. Oh, that's a good point. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, uh, so yeah. So as Austin said, my occupation was uh, Reinhardt's seat warmer. And then in the statistical information area, we have uh, one, one my first 890 series race uh, in the Super Comp car, seven NASCAR All-American wins, which is their, you know, uh, weekly touring series, uh, which I have as a driver. Uh, and it says, not not Jason Logan, also not as cool as J-Lo, uh, spends more time on hair than Joe Costello. You know, those were all like kind of like little things for the, uh, for my for my fellow announcers there. Um, also spends more time on hair than Joe Costello might be factual. That Jason Logan is my roommate can attest to that, I have seen so. it. Yeah, I have seen fact. it. But yeah, but see that, but you know, Jason used all the characters because he's a host of a podcast. Uh, he's an entertainer. That's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, you know, exactly. last year's divisional. So that was about... Almost a year before this became a thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what I mean, I think that I think the picture fair in fairness. I think that picture's from Indy, but uh, but yeah. Hey, I mean, it's listen. okay. I will I will update it before we get to Bowling Green this year because we're going to run Bowling Green in Indy again, and I will update it. You know, before we get there this year, I'll put. You some should always of, update it. I'll put some sort of sweet love letter to Austin. Yeah. By the way, that's like important. Our racers out there, like when you fill out your tech cards for races or whatnot, some of you have stuff on there that is like ancient. And I'm not even talking about our 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 Lucas Oil Series racers. Like, uh, there was a top fuel car last weekend, and I will not throw the person totally under the bus. Do it, uh, do it. But, but they literally had an old sponsor still on their time card, on their tech card, on there, and it was like a rival to what their current sponsor was. And it was Whoops. like, guys, it's important to properly fill this information out. Like, yes, because if I realize I... that Alan Alan under, knows that that's not there, and Alan doesn't even have to read that. And honestly, I didn't really have to either, because like you're the pro cars, and we all know your sponsors and whatever, whatnot. But like the day that Alan, Joe, and I are carpooling to the track together, which we don't do, and get hit by a train or something, and Jason Logan's up there calling round one of Top Fuel, <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be bad when he's like, you know. Um, you know, John yeah, Smith and John Smith and the Honda top fuel car. And it's gonna be like, yeah. Oh, or trying to say Bernie's without not knowing that's what Bernie's is. I mean, <laughs> is that like, the, I mean, I, I no, no offense, but I mean, if I had to go up there, it, phonetics, man, seriously, it helps. Yeah, it's true. It, it, it totally it's helps true. because like I will, I am Ron Burgundy. I will, read, <laughs> I will say everything that you write down. That's the right. problem. Right. So, so a really, a really interesting thing is like, since COVID, they've we've we've developed a way to input the electronic tech card into the CompuLink 
right. without us touching it. Like it goes on a floppy and then goes in the computer. I, I know I just said the word floppy. Um, yes. <laughs> hey, say the word dot matrix and uh, they'll understand the printing system sometimes. We do. We have, we use a dot matrix printer as a log printer. It continues to print yep. every single run as it, as it happens. Um, it goes in the machine and we download the information that you, you submitted to us. So when a racer comes in and they're upset, my name spelled wrong. It's like, right. We didn't change anything, but we'll fix it yeah. for you. And we'll go ahead and we'll fix it in your tech card. So that way when it auto populates next time, yeah. when you put your membership number in, it's not wrong again at the next event. Right. So yeah. the pro, the pro right. categories kind of go. Yeah. The pro categories go event to event. Like we download and take with us and, the sports and stuff we wipe out and take from that event because a lot of the sportsman guys aren't traveling. You know, the guy from Pomona is not going to be an Epping. So he's right. not in the computer and his, his database isn't there anymore. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, again, if there is an error on your tech card, please don't come yell at people in the tower because yes. we copied and pasted just, what you submitted. Just politely come and ask if we can update it because gone are the days of somebody paper- having to sit there which by the way was a thing you know oh i mean you you start you start putting tech cards in on thursday and by friday night you're still putting tech cards in especially like indy we had a thousand cards last year right no thank you i mean but also gone are the days of you taking this tech card and you're passing it to the announcer and the front computer operator whoever's standing going what does this say right right i have no idea what this says right and then you put it in and they're like that's not how i spell my name and you hand them the tech card and go can you read this Right. By the way, when, Austin, and uh, you, you're getting married, and you said, hey, man, are you going to DJ my wedding? Of course I'm going to DJ your wedding. Um, oh, but are at you weddings, sure about that, Austin? Yeah, he, loves, you can... he will love it. At weddings, when I have to introduce <laughs> bridal parties, um, and, and they they get all screwed up, like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, Brittany, just, she, um, she pissed me off, and so I got somebody else to come in. So I have to write their name down, right? And it could be um, Cindy. But Cindy spells it with uh, two E's at the end. And she gets upset when I spell it C-I-N-D-Y. That's not the way you spell my name. I go, do you care? I go, I'm just going to say Cindy, right? I go, it's not going on a diploma. It's not going on a trophy. I'm just saying your name. Does it matter? I'm going to blow my nose with this after this is over. Yeah, but people get so upset. This is is actually a thing my wife goes through, right? Because her name is Kristen. Right. It's K-R-Y-S-T-Y. And I can't tell you how many times that we go places. Right? Starbucks is a great example. Like, you put yeah. your order in whatever, blah, blah, blah. What's your name? Kristen. How do you spell it? And I literally look, I'm like, does it matter? It doesn't matter. You just say her name wrong anyways. What if you're saying Kristen, too? Yeah. Just say Kristen. Yeah. There's no big deal. <clears throat> Who cares so how you spell it? My, my, my fiance's name is Ambria. Oh, so. get it. That was fun. <laughs> That's a very uh, common name in nowhere. Yes, very much so. So when we go places and they're like, what's your name? Ambria? Am- Amber? No. Bria? No. <laughs> you know, she does not get to share the joy that we get to when we walk into a gas station and find our name on a keychain. Right. Yeah. And I told yes. her, like, you just don't understand what joy this is at all. A right? keychain, a little license plate that you put license on the back of your plate, bicycle. Right. The, the keychain yeah. that flashes your name. 
Yes. She just she yeah. doesn't get it. She does not. That's very unfortunate. <laughs> By the very way, funny. I remember when I was a little kid and I could recognize my name when I wrote it. And I we were like at some like south of the border or someplace like that that would have a million different. And I found my mom. Mom, they got my name. <laughs> she had to. I was screaming, crying because my mom didn't want to buy the two dollar and fifty cent license. But yeah, it's not my name on it. It's great stuff. But this is mine. It has my name on it. Yeah, that sounds like Jason Logan. <laughs> hey, um. Um, tell me about this beef jerky hobby you have because you you brought some of that to the track last weekend, which I did not and, get any. Which of. is a which is a you problem, Jason. So, That's a you problem, and um and I was a fan. Uh, so for my birthday last year, uh, my mom and uh Ambria bought me a dehydrator. I have to say I wanted a dehydrator. I want a dehydrator, but you know, just I don't like to buy things because. I like to buy things, but not stuff that's kind of like that. So they bought me dehydrator for my birthday. And uh, I've been tinkering around with it since July. Uh, I have two that I make all the time. Uh, the spicy garlic and uh, a chipotle. And then I don't know how you guys will feel about this one that I made this week. But I made a spicy pickle ranch. Ooh, I bet that's going to be good. And it was really I, good. I'm Everyone, intrigued. I handed, I'm I handed intrigued. a few I, it was a very small batch of it just as a, as a test batch. Um, and so three people I gave it to, one of them said, you can come dispose of that at my house. Uh, the other two were fighting over like the three pieces that there were. And uh, I, I had a little bit of it too. And I just really wish I made more. So I'm going to make more uh, before leaving for Epping. And I will vacuum seal some for you guys. That way, I don't eat it all before. Uh, <laughs> the hot garlic but, uh, is really, really good. So I have, I have no idea how is, that works. Like, I, what I, I have like this week is way more angry than last week. I, and I and that's fine. I, I don't mind angry. We had that conversation. I thought that and, it was and good, I, but I don't understand how. I just the pieces of meat are a little bit smaller this week, so maybe it's just more concentrated. What kind what of meat? You, do you use? No how, idea. Yeah, first off, what kind of meat do you use? <clears throat> uh, London broil. Okay. And what yeah, type of what type of spice are you using on the hot garlic? Uh, it is cayenne and tapatio. But it it is the cayenne. Are you grinding the cayenne, or are you just using like a powder? No, it's just a powder. Well, you know, I'm not to it. the point where I'm like dehydrating the pepper to grind it and then use it right. again. In the, in right. The, well, I don't, you mean I don't you're know, not just... going. You're not being organic and going farm to table on all this. Uh, you know, Austin, come, come on. on, let's make it. A, this guy's home. This thing. guy's home. This guy's home for like 16 hours in between. I know. Still that time. <laughs> I'm not home now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's home at the racetrack. He decided he was going to start running. So yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not home now. I made uh, I made jerky this week. I like we got home like. Got home Monday. I, I had a flight out. Uh, Chicago and St. Louis are the only two flights I can fly home Sunday night. Which, by the way, that was a complete disaster. And I was checking my bag at ten ten, and my flight took off at ten thirty. Ooh, that's close. That's Did close. your bag make it? Is the better. My bag made it the next morning after it went to Tampa. Got it. Which I was like, hey, they're like, can you? They're like, you're not going to make us. And no, no, I'll make it. And they're like, are you okay with separating from your bag? And I said, that that's fine. I don't care if it gets there by Tuesday. Right. And uh, so, and the bad part of it was I have these big anvil cases that, uh, so the computer actually comes in and out with us at tracks that we can trade it out at, depending on the scoreboards, uh, we can use our own computer. And as I was putting this anvil case down to load the computer up, I smacked it on my big 
toenail. Not my big toe. Like, I grazed my toenail. So, like, no idea what I've done to my foot. But now I'm running through the airport. Can't breathe. Foot's on fire. Have to pee. Like, <laughs> I'm holding my phone and I'm shaking so bad that she had to take my phone for me to scan it. <laughs> and they were like six people away from getting on the plane. Like that's how many were left in the jet bridge. So very, very close to not making my flight uh, Sunday night. Um, anyway, yeah, so be, like be a drag racer. They said it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. So Monday, any like HEB first thing I'm buying the stuff to make jerky. So we had jerky. Yeah. What's today? When Thursday? I don't know. I had it before I left, and uh, I've already eaten half of it. That's why I'm like, I have to vacuum seal it and hide it so I don't eat it before you guys get it. How long does that take to make? Like, uh, It's 24 hours to marinate, and I was, I'm was probably going to try and shorten that up and see how it does, and then six hours six hours in the dehydrator as long as everything's consistent and about a little less than a quarter inch thick when you put it on, and it comes out you know, about a quarter of the size and weight it was before. Um, and it's six hours in the dehydrator. A little six bad. rack dehydrator. It's not terrible. That's, it's uh, that's not as bad as I thought. I don't know. I just think yeah. of like making jerky, and I think this is some like weeks long process. Yeah, kind of like making your home brew, making right. brew and beer and stuff. Yeah. So uh, I've tried. I've tried some barbecue. I've tried some pineapple teriyaki. Just nothing else has been as good as the two that I have. But I've, this pickle is probably going to be around to stay. Ooh, yes, I'm excited. I like I it. Just need to, I just need to figure out where I can get pickle. I think I'm going to buy those little like pickles at the gas station and just use that juice in it instead of because like I'm out of pickle juice now out of my, you know, jar of pickles, jar of pickles. Yeah, that's smart. I don't need. Hold on. Hold on. Pickle juice. Probably. I'm sure Uh, Costco's got a big Amazon. Amazon says you can Amazon says you can get a gallon jug for twelve ninety nine. Perfect. Bonus. Throwing it out there. I love it. Or, or Austin, or the Louisiana Pantry will ship to you for free with delivery by June second. Uh, one pallet with 192 gallons of best made dill pickle juice for only the small fee of two thousand four hundred seventy-five dollars. Hey, but you'll have enough pickle juice for a while. <laughs> but you'll have enough pickle juice for twenty-five years. <laughs> hey, well, hey Amberia. Right. Every would be like, Austin, don't get this pickle juice out of our bathroom <laughs> in our, this closet underneath the bed. Austin, what is yeah, the so pallet in our garage? That's oh, pickle juice. She's texting me like the slant eye, like like wide eye emojis about like because I'm talking about her, probably about the whole night name thing. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about pickle juice. Yeah, yeah we're talking pickle juice now. Uh, I, well, she Austin- might have said it a while ago. I love it, Austin, dude. I, we we don't want to keep you too much longer. We're we're gonna end this show anyways. But Austin, yeah, it's been a, it's go been back a to work, Austin. Yeah, what are you doing right now? You're at you're at what's tell us about the track you're at and what you're doing real quick. Uh, so my dad is uh taking over a track in Lufkin, Texas, called Pine Valley Raceway, and I'm up here mowing and working on equipment. At a boy, not not open not open this weekend, but uh, just doing things that need to get done. Got a paint starting line. So, multi-talented. I, mean, I, I ran a facility for five years, so. We don't Austin, is, that, so. is your dad like giving you money underneath the table, like come here, son, or are you just having to do this like <laughs> I do with my kids when they show up at my house? Empty the dishwasher, do this, go up there and run some laundry, or is he actually you know giving you five bucks an acre to blow, mow the grass? Uh, 
I mean, yeah, sure, I guess. I don't, it's, right. it's paid for. I get to do something during the week and not just sit at home and do nothing, make jerky or whatever. I got you. Right. <laughs> as long as your I dad's like taking care of you. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a good we're, time. Yeah, we're not we're not about we're not about free child labor on this no. show. So <laughs> we will not stand for it no. in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I don't know. Somebody somebody little kid probably made this microphone in China, but guess what? I don't know about it yet. Look, look. Some some little kid put lights in mine. Ooh, that's nifty. I don't have a microphone, so, it's just my headphones. Yeah, that's fine. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> well, awesome. When, we when look Jason, yeah, no problem, guys. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you in uh, Epi, my man. And Epi. Uh, bring some of that jerky. Lobster. Dude, Jason. pickle jerky and lobster. It's going to be great. Yeah, Jason has not seen this tower yet, Austin. So I, I've, I've never been to Epi. I've tried to warn him about this tower, and I was like, dude, imagine a phone booth and Alan Reinhardt taking up like 90% of it. It is, uh, it is cramped. It's okay. a good track, though. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Looking forward to it. The computer operator we have up there last year when we got there, they're like, oh, this guy's only been doing this since April. And I'm like, oh, boy. And didn't miss a beat. Perfect all weekend, which. That's what I heard. It's being in that position to run the race from the front computer is a very mentally tasking position. You have to be focused. I mean, you're focused from the first car to the last car, and you cannot yes. miss a beat. A lot of people don't realize this, but car numbers, we don't know you by your name. As a racer, it, like yeah. timing system doesn't know who you are without your car number. And like one step further, the tech process doesn't know who you are without your membership number. So car number and dial is all they know. And like you're just numbers all day long and you're putting them in, you're looking through binoculars. Epping's really nice though because you were literally sitting over the water box. Like oh, nice. it's really hard to mess those up because of how close you, I mean, it is right. probably the closest we are at all. Sonoma's pretty close, but not, not this close. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No computer operator is um, in my humble opinion, the most underrated job uh, as far as appreciation in our sport, because if that person messes up, um, it could be very bad as we've alluded to with Austin and timing mistakes and whatnot. I mean, put numbers in differently that creates all sorts of drama and controversy and uh you know dial-ins and stuff like that and um it's hard and it's it's a lot like austin it's a thankless job it's a lot of sitting here and staring at a computer looking at cars staring at a computer for like 12 straight out we don't have four of them at every race like it's usually one person the whole day it's just one person and like normally you kind of plan your your potty breaks and whatever else you need to do around track prep like you know yeah. where the track prep's gonna be and that's like okay i'm gonna go to the bathroom at the end of this class or i mean if it's that bad you know you just i obviously i can jump in and, and work the yeah there's multiple people who are qualified but it's not like we make a habit of that so right and austin at i any, definitely at any point i can have to go down track to fix something yeah exactly I, austin i definitely want to thank you as well for notifying me when food is in the tower and uh asking me what i want to eat austin's good with that because because yeah. have you seen Jason Logan? Dude yeah. needs to eat. I need to eat. <laughs> some food. Come on, dude needs to eat. Well, I mean, it's just you know, it's so. So Safari feeds the tower. Um, Haley runs around. Uh, last year was Ashley. This year it's Haley. They run around. She texts me how many, and I'm like sitting there, going like, "There's had the, how many announcers do we have?" And then like I order, I get like ten or twelve lunches, and then like half the people don't even eat them. So, um, but you guys also are a thankless all really job, busy. By the way. Right. She's running around all day making sure we have radios, water, ice, 
Um, yeah, she's first totally one there, last one to leave. Um, but you guys don't know when food gets there because, well, Jason, you're outside on stage and right. Uh, Galvin, you're in the water box and I, it normally shows up right when we all have to go out for a <laughs> every time, every time, every time. What time is lunch going to be here? I don't know what time to win on fuel cars. 8 PM. That's about the time lunch will be here. Yep. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, no, that's bad. That's not wrong. Yeah. That is not wrong at all. Yeah, but it, it's yeah. not. It's not just us. It's it's everybody. Everybody. Yo, yeah, no, 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 no. It's yeah. everybody. They're like, and I don't think it's anybody, I don't think it's anybody's fault. It's just how it, it for whatever reason always works out. It's that way. just the way it works always out. works out that way. Oh, I caught it's Haley on out. Saturday when she had Chick Fil A. I go, yo, girl. Can I get up on one of them boxes of Chick-fil-A? And she goes, oh, yeah, I got you. Whatever. Was, Here you go. And she immediately was like, HR. Yeah. I was like, hey, girl. Hey, yeah. you with the bag of food. Yeah, HR. <laughs> Help a brother out. All right. We're way over. Hi, Selena. But Selena's here. Bye, finally. Austin. Thank Selena you. shows up at the end of an hour and eight-minute show. Austin, thank you. We'll see you in Epping. Austin, you're the guys. man. See you in Epping, brother. All righty. That's our guy, Austin. He's good. He, he love that he, guy. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's always good for a good story up in the tower too. Oh, with, yeah. during a rain delay or anything like oh, that, yeah. he's always fun. So Salinas here. Jeff Shumway said, "Hey, listen, uh, I can go find some good jerky from one of the starters yeah, up there." Dude, dude, come on. Fuzz knows where to get the good stuff. Of course. Let's be honest. Let's they be all, honest. They, they, you, you never go wrong with anybody on Safety Safari. They'll take care of you no. in any way. Um, That's true. Anyway, shape it's or true. form, the best people that work for this company work on the safety safari. So that's it. Hey, uh, when are you get into Boston, Boston, <sighs> I get in. Uh, actually, I'm on Joe Costello and I are on the same flight. We oh, get in at like right. 12 15 on oh, Thursday. That was wicked smart that you two got on the same wicked flight. smart, huh? I think you're gonna show up hammered together. Yeah, I think we're gonna uh, not stay in the city. We're, I think we're gonna go to uh, Maine and look at some stuff, maybe have some lobster. lobster, lobster up there. Go to a clam, clam shack is something. I don't know. But have cool. fun uh, Have fun traversing the city streets. I'll tell you one thing. Be careful because there are monstrous potholes there. One time I was literally five minutes outside of the uh, car rental lot, hit a uh, pothole. My tire was not – my tire went flat, but I had uh, I had dented the uh, the wheel. Wow. And they tried to charge me off for that. I'm like, listen to you. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't help that. I had to take, I had to change the tire, go back to the uh, rental car lot. And I'm like, I need a new car. Cause this was messed up. Uh, sure. Yeah. Let's make sure you have the, I go, oh, I don't care. I'm not paying for that. I'm not right. five minutes out of the, in this right. thing. So I'm not getting a car until I come up to the track. So my wife and I come in on Tuesday, it's for her birthday. And, um, and we're public transpoing it around town because that's the way to do it. Their public transpo system is actually pretty good there. So yep. we're going to public transpo. We're going to catch a socks game. Oh, we're going to check out, good. uh, we're going to eat a lot of lobster, I'm sure. And uh, yeah. go to the North End. The North yes, End for yes, every. You told me the North End. I want to go to the JFK Museum just because I'm yep. in presidential museums. Um, and they got some cool stuff there. And uh, and yeah. Oh, you know what you what you should do? And What's it's that? it's so totally cheesy. Go on a Ducky Bob tour. I think that my wife wants to do that. So that's yeah, you'll have yeah. fun. And they'll give you yeah. a little duck whistle. We're going to go to the Cheers bar. Like, I talked to Reinhardt yesterday and he was like, go to the Cheers bar. And I was like, yeah. I know. Like, and even he was like, you just kind of got like, I went and did have lunch just because like, it's one of those things in life you got to do. And I was like, I, yeah, we're going to go. My wife found that the first bar in America or the oldest remaining yep. bar. Oh, yeah, I don't know. So we're going to that. Yeah. We got the whole thing. So when you do the freedom trail, 
right? The Cheers bar is a walk off that Freedom Trail. I'm just giving you a heads up. You'll get halfway on it, and you'll be like, oh, the Cheers bar is like only a couple uh, – it a, it's a minute. That's okay. So, I'm not walking. Yeah, just be prepared for the long walk, but it's a beautiful yes. walk. Bleacher beautiful. bar is on my list, Fuzz. Believe me, it's on my list. On my list. Yeah, to man, me, it's so. just like going to uh, – uh, and God, I'm now I'm forgetting it. Uh, across from uh, Across from Wrigley, though. Right Wrigleyville, field Wrigley. Cubby Bear. Yeah, yes. Cubby Bear's every in, game. In yes. right field, Cubby yep. Bear's the best. Hey, yeah. you want to hear me name drop? You want to hear me name drop? <laughs> you so, did not do enough Harry Carey this weekend. I'm no, mad I, at you. Listen, they. I was waiting for Eames to throw it to me, but he didn't do that. But, I'm mad at you. Uh, when Mark Cuban was on Dancing with the Stars, uh, my whole bus crew was uh, at Wrigley Field when Mark Cuban was thinking about buying the Cubs. And we got absolutely annihilated with Mark Cuban at Cubby Bear after the Cubs game. It was nice. the best. Nicest awesome. guy ever. He was so cool. That's awesome. All right. We'll see you in I got to go. Yes, sir. Jason Galvin, game. thank you so much. We are going to have a fantastic uh, time in Epping. And uh, it's going to be a good time. And we'll, we're going to, because Galvin's you know traveling, we'll figure out a time when we can do uh, a little something. Yeah, we'll do something, something next week. Yeah, we'll make things happen. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on and watching Life's a Drag. We'll see you next time.